Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We missed you Monday. Yeah, I missed you guys too. Do you know who uh, Wally Pip is? I don't. So Wally Pip was the first baseman for the New York Yankees like 100 years ago. And then he missed a game because he got hurt. And a guy named Lou Gehrig stepped in for him. So Lou Gehrig then set the record for most consecutive games played in Major League Baseball history. So Wally Pip missed one game. And then Lou Gehrig came in and didn't miss a game for like 14 years. So it's called getting Wally Pipped. Are you saying there's a chance that I get Wally Pipped by my mom? You know, I'm saying there's a reason I'm telling you this. Welcome in episode 24 of What's Right with Nick Wright, the podcast and YouTube show. Like, rate, subscribe, review, and remember, check us out every Sunday as on Sundays, our countdown of the 50 greatest players of the last 50 years continues to come out as we approach the top 15 on that list. I was going to say before we even got into the show that we finally, for the first time in a while, have the full cast here because Demonze, good to see you, my son, uh, after being out sick on for Tuesday's show, which we record on Monday. Demonze's here, and I assumed the full production staff was here. However, a little behind-the-scenes info, right as we're starting the show, I see none other than our fearless leader, the showrunner of this project, one Gabe Goodwin. How locked into episode 24 of the What's Right with Nick Right podcast is Gabe? Well, he's arguing with Mike Florio on Twitter. So, that's <laughs> it. listen, if you'd like to check out that argument, which is evidently more interesting than this show, just go to at Gabe the WP. That's going to be Gabe's only mention on today's show. Uh, things we're not talking about at all on today's show are the following. Not on today's show is Derek Jeter joining Twitter. Gabe, you can tweet with Jeets. Uh, will I join the New York Rangers bandwagon? I will not. And ISO Joe goes for a ring. That is what is not on today's show. We will get into what has been the best sporting event of the... Oh, Gabe's here. Oh, look at him. Good to see you, Gabe. When he's not out there writing Rotten Tomatoes reviews for <laughs> Top Gun 2, he's arguing with Mike Florio about the worst Madden cover player ever. You know what? Before we even get into today's show, let me tell you what happened. So Peyton Hillis, once upon a time, was on the cover of Madden. I would argue it's 
yeah, just go ahead and say what you think. It's one of the most obviously racist things American football fans have ever done. They're like, hey, this mediocre white running back, put him on the cover <laughs> of Madden over Mike Vick and Jamal Charles. Um, but so Florio's because the Madden, there's like Madden anniversary. And so Florio's like, how did Peyton Hillis make the cover? And Gabe, because Gabe was uh, involved with the show that made that the thing, Sports Nation, Kevin Wilds was involved with that show too. Uh, they did a big fan vote and Peyton Hillis won the vote because there's nothing American sports fans like more than the overachieving, hardworking, mediocre white guy. And so Gabe still takes a little, I think there's part of him that regrets <laughs> it. Like we should have rigged the vote. So Peyton Hillis wasn't on the cover of Madden, but he still takes some pride in it. So he writes back to Florio. It's not a mystery. He beat Mike Vick to win the Madden cover vote. Yeah. You tell him, Gabe. You absolutely tell him. Okay. Now, Demonze, you ready to do the show? <laughs> let's do it. All right. Let's do the show. What are we talking about today? Oh, man. How could we not start with my Celtics? Are they really your Celtics if you weren't here to celebrate them making the finals for the first time in a decade? Yeah, man. It was a very unfortunate show to miss. Uh, yeah. But you were you know, upset. We still got the win, and I was uh -huh. not at the hookah bar. Oh, oh, this you weren't clearing my name. No. Oh, I okay. Was, I was here, actually, taking okay. over, holding down the fort. Okay. Are you out in Philadelphia? You know what? And you guys, good. I'm glad the clock's starting. We'll get to the actual topic in a moment, and this can just be between you and me here, pal. I know you weren't at the hookah bar. I also know you have a hypothesis over how you hurt your throat. <laughs> I was threading the needle between the truth. And something that was appropriate for the air that I thought would work. But now you are really laying down the gauntlet <laughs> by like, oh, you lied on me. You said you weren't. I wasn't. I'm, I was at the hookah bar. I wasn't. I'm like, no, I know you weren't. But I also know that's a better explanation <laughs> than the real one. So we'll just keep it moving. But just keep in mind, whenever you're ready to throw these jabs my way, I'm usually a few moves ahead. But what are we actually discussing? Go ahead. All right. Well, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. They, they went through KD, yeah. Giannis, and the number one seed Heat. Yep. Are you ready to finally be right about them, or should we place another bet? All right, I'm not making any more bets with you. I The first one, I, I thought long and hard about it. I, you know what? Let me retract that. I'm not making any more bets these playoffs about you or with you because there's just – it's so I'm on a roll. upside that's, for that's me, what it is. so much <laughs> upside for you and so much downside for me. I am, unfortunately, picking the Warriors in these finals. Yeah. I don't necessarily even want them to win. I just, I do not think, Demonte, enough time was spent on, a, on this show, on any show, on the TV show, with how close the Celtics came to the most catastrophic collapse in basketball history. You sat there next to me, silent, mouth agape, terrified. And the look on your face after that final Celtics miss with Jimmy Butler racing up the court, you looked like you wanted to pass out. The reason I bring that up here is I, there's a stat going around that's accurate. I don't care that much about it, but it seems relevant. The Celtics combined have zero finals games experience. The Warriors have 123. I do think there's an element of pressure here. I do think there's an element of we know how to, we know what the moment's like. And I think the Warriors are better at end of game situations. and. Because of the Celtics' path, I think they are actually at a disadvantage. I think going seven games against Milwaukee and then seven games against Miami, when the Warriors haven't really been pushed yet these, this playoffs, I think the Warriors are fresher. I think they're healthier. Your guy, Robert Williams. And you know what? 
let me give you some genuine credit. You have somehow been on Robert Williams and his importance all postseason. Yeah, he's and a real factor. He was he he has shown when he's healthy and out there, he's been a real factor. I'm not sure how healthy he is at this point. For all those reasons, I like the Warriors in a long series. I don't really know who I'm rooting for. I we I'm happy for you, I suppose, but none of this feels good to me. All right, what's next? Okay. Well, you said last show that the voters owe Steph a finals MVP vote or a finals MVP. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Draymond agrees with you and actually went on Cowherd's podcast to say that Curry was the player the defenders are more worried about, not Katie. Yep. And Katie, of course, took to Twitter and argued as usual and said mm. 100% false. Yep. So do you think that Steph is responsible for the Warriors dynasty or more responsible for the Warriors dynasty than Kevin Durant? Oh, absolutely. Even if Durant in those two finals was better. So there's a lot here. I did say the voters owed Steph a finals MVP, but not one of the two Durant guys. The finals MVP Steph should have gotten is the one LeBron actually should have gotten, but somehow Andre Iguodala got. Right. That's yeah. the the 2015 one. I I believe it should have gone to LeBron. Four of the eleven voters agreed with me, but see, there's been one losing player win Finals MVP ever. It was Jerry West, the very first Finals MVP ever given out. Since then, they've given out 52 of them. They've all gone to someone on the winning team. So if it had to be a Warrior. The 2015 one clearly should have been Steph, not Iguodala. It's ridiculous Iguodala won it. Now to the point with Draymond and KD and Steph and all of them. All right. KD played better in those finals and deserved finals MVP. But Steph was the guy the Cavs were more concerned about. Right. And Steph was the guy. He deserves credit for setting his ego aside enough, if you will, to welcome KD in to not worry that KD was going to take his glory, his attention. Steph had just won unanimous MVP and had just beaten KD in a seven-game series. So Steph gets credit for all that, and the fact that they're back here again speaks to Steph's value. Steph just changes the geometry of the court. You just have to guard so much more space (laughs) with Steph out there, which creates easier driving lanes, easier looks for everybody else. I I also, I don't blame Durant for getting pissed that Draymond keeps picking at this scab. And Draymond obviously exaggerated the point. And no one should undersell how good Katie was in those finals. But it also was an element of playing 2K on rookie mode. There was an element of ease for everyone involved with the Warriors, most notably uh, Durant because he was kind of allowed to play his own game right when the Warriors already had this system so here's what I think and we talked about this a lot on the TV show so I don't want to get into it too heavily here we're doing the 50 greatest players the last 50 years on the podcast all right? all right every single guy in the top 15 on that list has a finals MVP except for Steph and Dr. J. Dr. J, however, won the ABA equivalent twice. Dr. J spent half his career in the ABA, then came over to the NBA, won a title in the NBA with Moses. Moses won that finals MVP. So essentially, every guy that we consider a Pantheon guy that played their career post the finals MVP existing has one, except for Steph. So it's not an irrelevant thing. He does... I don't want to say he needs one, 
but it would be odd and a little awkward for him if he goes to six finals and never there wins finals MVP. And let me give the audience some gambling advice here because I see no scenario where the, where the Warriors win and Steph doesn't get it. All right. So here's the gambling advice. Right now, if you want to bet the Warriors to win the title, it's around minus 155. So you'd have to bet $155 to win 100. If you want to bet Steph to win finals MVP, it's even money. So you'd bet $100 to win 100. If you think the Warriors are going to win the title, just bet Steph to win finals MVP. Because Clay is not going to... I don't think Clay can have four great games. Draymond's not getting it. Poole's not getting it. I understand people are like, ah, oh, no one would have thought Iguodala could have gotten it. That's true, but it also... He shouldn't have gotten it. They won't make the mistake again. If the Warriors win, Steph's going to win finals MVP. All right, what's next? Okay. We're into the top 15 of your 50 of your top 50 players in the last 50 years. Yeah. Uh, Clay, Draymond, and Tatum aren't on the list. Yeah. Before the finals start, would you like to admit that some of these guys should be on there or are you going to take up for Tiny Archibald? All right. Your issue with Tiny Archibald, especially is that I don't know him. Well, and, and, well I mean, it's just you picking on Tiny Archibald is unnecessary. I mean, led the league in points and assists in the same <laughs> year, played for the Kansas City Kings, mind you. But set that aside. Tatum is it, it, Tatum's got a long ways to go before he could be on the list. Okay. Draymond and Clay. Here's how I would look at it. Dennis Rodman's on the list. If I of those three guys, Draymond's the guy who is the closest to making it. I would have Draymond ahead of Clay. Okay. Clay missed those two years. Clay also doesn't have the individual accolades Draymond does, the defensive player of the year stuff. I have Dennis Rodman on the list. When Draymond's career is all said and done, if I do this again in 25 years, especially if they win another ring, would he be on it? Probably yes. The 75 of the last 75. Does he deserve to be on it right now? No. We're, who are we, we're taking off Carmelo? Carmelo was 49. Bernard King was 50. So let's just, I know you don't know who Bernard <laughs> King is. So let's just take off Carmelo. Are we saying Clay, Draymond, or Jason Tatum had better careers than Carmelo? The answer is no. So no, my list is good. Everyone's mad about the Luka thing on the list, which I knew people would be, but I, I, it still bothers me they're mad about it. All right, what's last? Okay, so uh, this is this is great. Got a tennis topic for you. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Nadal won an epic match against Djokovic Tuesday yeah. in Paris. Yeah. If he wins another Grand Slam, does this cement him into the tennis goats? Into being a tennis coach? No, the tennis goat would be the question. He's already one of them. So this is what's really interesting. So when I was your age, there was a clear-cut best ever, but he had a bit of a caveat. It was Pete Sampras. He had 14 Grand Slams but he never could win on clay. He dominated on grass. He, he won some majors on Wait, hard. What do you mean? What do you mean? Went on, went on clay, dominated on glass. On, on grass. Grass. Oh, boy. This is a green Are jacket you, situation, isn't it? So do it, you know how the tennis majors work? Wait, no, <laughs> I, I'm I'm not aware of how the majors work. Or the, Do you know any? Okay, so they play on different surfaces. So there's four tournaments that really matter in golf. The Masters, U.S. Open, British Open, PGA. Tennis, same thing. There's four tournaments that really matter. The U.S. Open, Wimbledon, which is in Wimbledon. England. Okay. The French Open, which is in Paris. And the Australian Open, which is obviously in Australia. So the U.S. Open and the Australian Open. Haven't you been to the U.S. Open with me? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So the U.S. Open, Australian Open, they're on hard courts. So that's the type of tennis court you see if you're, like, walking around you get, the like, city. like, more notoriety for winning on, like, better, like, 
grass and okay this is great all right so listen so u.s open australian open are on hard courts okay wimbledon's on grass and the french open is on clay it's on like a red clay so the ball spins different it comes different it's different speeds so what was so the point i'm the story moral of the story was pete sampras won 14 majors the most ever but he never won a single french open because he couldn't win on clay then Roger Federer came around. Federer has 20 majors. He forever couldn't win on clay, but then won one on clay. It's like, oh, Federer's the greatest. Then there was this guy named Rafa Nadal who won, has won 13 French Opens. He's the greatest clay court tennis player ever. People are like, oh, but that's all he can do. But he also has two Australians, two Wimbledons, and four U.S. Opens. So he has 21 majors. He's dominated on clay. It's like, oh, is he the greatest? But then there's Djokovic. Djokovic was, I think some people say, the most talented guy ever. He also only has one French Open because, again, these guys can't win on clay because Rafa kicks this their ass damn on clay. clay, man. Yeah, man, it's it's a total, it's totally different. It's like I don't even know a, a cross court comparison. Play on grass. Well, Wimbledon, it like- it's beautiful grass. It's very, very short manicured grass. But then, like over the course of the tournament, where they stand, it starts to wear away. It changes color. It's great. Tennis is great, man. So the point is this. Rafa, if he finishes it off, will now have 22 majors. Damn, man. Maybe I should say Clay Thompson created a version. Get him to stop talking about this many talk about some basketball. Shoot. Tennis players probably don't even talk about tennis for this long. Has to matter. And then there's Djokovic, who I don't particularly like. And he's got the whole, like, is he even going to be allowed to play Australian Opens anymore? Because he had a vaccine issue there. And he's won nine Australian Opens. Is this not interesting to you? No. Uh, <laughs> okay. So yeah, I I do. I think it's cool that they play on different elements. Or yeah, and it just you don't seem interested. Yeah. I, this is a green jacket situation. This is definitely a green jacket situation. Okay. All right. Let me try to make try to explain to you why it's awesome. So I can't think of a basketball comp except if some teams' arenas were outdoors on double rims, and it's like, oh boy, like listen, he's great in the gym. But and and one team's arena was outdoors in a really windy environment. It's like, oh, can you handle that? So but for the fact that these guys have to deal with not only totally different weather, the Australian Open gets so hot sometimes, but they also have to deal with the ball bounces, goes different speeds, takes different angles. Hard court, you're gonna get basically perfect conditions. Clay, obviously, it, and you slide like that's you, yeah. you slide around. It's great. You got to watch French Open with me, Rafa, if he makes the finals. This is his last gasp. Might be his last tournament ever. Could be if he his- makes the finals. Will, will that be at any point while the Celtics are playing in the finals? No, it'll. I think it's Sunday, but it would be before the game. Okay. Oh, it would be great. Oh, yeah. We could have a great sports Sunday, pal. I'm excited. This would be... Uh, <laughs> no. These ma- And these tennis matches are like five and a half hours long. Yeah. No, they're great. They're insane. so great. And the, but the other thing is, and I know we're going long, but I, I really, really like tennis. We just don't talk about it because nobody cares. Um, you like tennis more than golf? I think you boy. do because I, mean, I, I do. Feel like you only like golf when with you, with Tiger. Tiger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I definitely do, and I definitely like them both more than baseball. Okay. I, I, but I got to tell you, when I was your age, Pete Sampras was the all-time leader in majors with fourteen. Three guys came up after him around the same time, Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic. They all now have 20. 
But think about that. So the three greatest ever, arguably, were competing against each other. So the most ever was 14. Now three guys all have 20. But if one of those guys just didn't exist, then you might have two guys who have like 30. 30. Yeah. And if two of them didn't exist, one of these guys might have 45. Right. <laughs> like, it's unbelievable how good these three guys are. The fact that Nadal is still doing it might win his 22nd major. It's unbelievable. All right, I think we just did eight minutes on tennis. So if you're still listening, God bless you. We'll be right back. Wow. You ever heard of Bjorn Borg? What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. All right, welcome back in What's Right with Nick Wright podcast and YouTube show. Like, rate, subscribe, review. We'd greatly appreciate that. Uh, all right, that first segment, not only did I blow through the clock, I blew through the clock by like five minutes to talk about tennis. So this segment, not only will I guarantee I hit the clock, I might finish early. We got stuff to do. We got a lot going on. And to be honest, I am almost taked out for the week. I am. You, you have no idea how many people want you on their podcast when you're the wrongest man in America about these <laughs> NBA finals. These, these, these clowns up in the Bay Area light years season has me on. Bomani, who I adore, said, had me on. All these people have me on just so they can mock me. So I, I'm and, and cowards have me on. Dan Patrick's has me on. Levitard had me on. All these people. So I am, I, I am running on fumes, and I still have a few days left of TV left. So let's try to go quickly through this. All right, what are we doing? Playing a game? I gotcha. Um, yes, but it's time for two wrongs, one right. Okay, two wrongs, one right. Two wrongs, one right. A little more enthusiasm. I know you're still under the weather, but yeah, come no, on. No, if no. I can Honestly, do it, you can do no, it. I thought I might have been wrong about the game, so oh, I said okay. it inconfidently. I got you. But- so, so if you said it quietly, you'd have been less wrong. Here, <laughs> here's the idea. If you're wrong, you're wrong. So might as well hope you're right and just go with it. Okay, what are we doing? Sounds good. Dak yeah. Prescott says he's eager to prove people wrong this season. What quarterback will likely will finally silence their critics? Mm-hmm. Dak, Russ, or Lamar? Okay, well, first of all, Russ doesn't have a bunch of critics. It's just mostly me. I don't think Lamar, I think for Dak or Russ, people are, I'm sorry, for Dak or Lamar, people are mostly entrenched. And I think the only way for either of those guys to truly silence their critics is to make the Super Bowl. So my answer is Lamar, because I think the Ravens are going to be awesome. I obviously, you know, hope and might end up picking the Chiefs to make the Super Bowl. I don't know. But the Ravens, 
I, again, I'm the only person that seems to remember this. The Ravens were 8-3 and three last year. The number one seed in the AFC through 11 games, despite all the injuries before Lamar went down. So I, and Lamar then got hurt. Their entire secondary got hurt. They lost three out of four games in like the final minute. The Ravens are going to be really good. The Cowboys are going to be the same Cowboys, which is they're going to win that crappy division and not be a real Super Bowl threat. And Russ, I just don't think has critics other than me. I think everyone's like, oh my God, people, Russell Wilson. I think people expect them to be pretty good. Of course they expect them to be good, but that's different. The question is, silence their critics. Yeah. I don't think he has a lot of critics. I mean, there's it's me and future. That's it. Everyone else loves Russell mom, Wilson. Mom, too. But, oh, actually, no, I don't think mom's a big no, fan mom, of Russell Wilson. No, I, uh, everybody but, loves Russell Wilson. And with respect to your mother, even if she was a critic, I don't know if her, <laughs> you know, her debut performance on the podcast notwithstanding, I don't know if her media profile <laughs> rises to the level of Russell Wilson's can always the tr- Super Bowl trophy and be like, hey, take that fashion bird. I really proved you wrong. All right, what's next? Oh, Charles Barkley says the Clippers were picked to win next year's title. Yeah. And Aaron Donald says that he's going to retire. Not that he's going to. That he, yeah, he, okay, he says that he might retire. Yeah. Which LA team is more likely to win a championship next year? The Lakers, the Clippers, or the Rams? All right. The easiest one to eliminate, as much as it hurts my heart, is the Lakers. I mean, I, I like the Darvin Ham hire, but they have to totally remake the roster. It doesn't look like they're going to. They keep claiming they might want to keep Russ. So I don't look at the Lakers. I think they're going to trade him for Kyrie. That would be amazing, but I don't think the Nets are going to do that. I think they are, and the Lakers will throw in those picks that they're refusing to throw in. Oh, well, for Kyrie, obviously they would, but there are some weird Lakers reports going on. There was somebody from Bleacher Report yesterday tweeted that the Lakers were, you know, trying to acquire Donovan Mitchell, but wouldn't include the 2026 draft (laughs) pick. With respect, what the (laughs) f*** are you talking about? If you're trying to acquire Donovan Mitchell, who's a flawed but very good player, it's like, listen, we'll give you Russ, and we'll give you a tail on Horton Tucker, but we're not giving up our pick. The Jazz, unless the Jazz, like, were doing, like, some trading places situation where they were, like, trying to bankrupt the franchise, <laughs> the idea that they would, there, there's nothing the Lakers could offer that doesn't involve the name LeBron James or Anthony Davis. To where the Lakers could offer as many picks as possible. They're not trading them Donovan Mitchell. The And so the Lakers just eliminate them. The Clippers could be excellent. But at this point, it's fair to say, is Kawhi Leonard as big of an injury risk as there is in the NBA? I say yes. I say, I mean, the guy missed the entire season, got hurt at the end of the season before, was hurt throughout two seasons prior to that. like. So the Clippers, to me, on paper, I love Ty Lue. I like what they've done with their roster. They made a conference final for the first time in franchise history. They did it without Kawhi at the the end of a series without Kawhi. But too much of an injury. So my answer is the Rams. Aaron Donald's not retiring. Aaron Donald's getting a pay raise. He's going to play at least one or two more years. He's going to get a big raise. The Rams are not my pick to win the Super Bowl, but I think the NFC is way down. I think the Rams will be excellent again, and Aaron Donald's not going anywhere. All right, what's next? Okay. Who will be the final's biggest X factor? Yep. Marcus Smart, Jordan Poole, or Kevon Looney? All right, my answer is Jordan Poole, but not in the direction I think people usually think of X factor. I About to come at his defense? Well, kind of. So here's... I... I'm going to change the question to who will be to who could be. 
if the Warriors lose, it's going to be because Jordan Poole is a massive negative. And it's not just on, but there's two ways Jordan Poole could be the massive negative. One is he is an objectively a terrible defender. Or and his I, relationship with Clay and like the offense and one and too much. I, listen, if I were Steve Kerr, I'd go to Jordan and I'd say, Jordan, I, <laughs> I need your cell phone. Coach, why? Like, Jordan, I need your cell phone. And I'm just going to do one thing. I'm going to go to your to your messages. And you know how you can search messages? Like, you're searching yeah. for a message. I'm just going to type in one thing. What are you going to type in, Coach? I'm going to type in finals MVP. And I'm going to see if you've texted anyone. Your mom. <laughs> your best friend. <laughs> Look out for me. I'm going to win this finals MVP. That would be the worst thing that could happen to the Warriors. If Jordan Poole's like, I'm about to get mine. This is my time. (laughs) Oh, look at look for me now. (laughs) So that would concern me if I were Golden State. I think Golden State, I don't love the Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson dynamic. I don't, but I think they can overcome that. And I think they can hide him on defense. But if Jordan Poole, every time he comes in the game is like, it's Jordan Poole time, that would worry me for them. So he's a potential X factor. All right, what's next? Okay, that was fair. Most important final stat. Boston with zero games of finals experience, Golden State with 123 games of finals experience, or Golden State with one week of rest. So I talked about the finals experience earlier. I do think that will matter, uh, but I think the one week of rest is huge. I, in my mind, I think Golden State's up one. I would, if you guys are going to win the series, Demaze, I would, I, I'll never change a pick mid-series. If you guys win the first game, I'll feel terrible about my pick because I'm baking into it. Here's what I'm baking into it. If you're the, yes, I mean they're going, they're, they're coming off the one regress and they're at home. And exactly, and the Celtics are coming off back-to-back seven-game series. So I look at it like this. I'm like, okay, I believe Golden State's going to win Game One. I also think they've lost a Game Seven in their building to lose the title once before. I don't think they are going to do that again. So I feel like they've won Game One. If it gets to seven, they're going to win. So that would mean Boston would have to win four out of five games, two through six. Now, maybe they could do it, and Boston has won a road game seven in these playoffs, but it was against Miami and a beaten-up Miami team. My answer is the one-week arrest. I think the one-week arrest and how much less demanding the last two Warriors series were compared to the last two Celtics series. All right, what's last? Okay. Uh, Who deserves to redo their mistakes? Yeah. Nick Saban for his comments about Texas Mm A&M. Uh, Max Struess for his alleged step out of bounds. Uh-huh. Or you for your really bad takes on the two finals teams. What do you mean my really bad takes on the oh, two finals teams? Yeah, we, your, your Wiggins takes was really bad, and we, we all know about that. Uh-huh. But I dug a little bit deeper regarding oh, the Celtics some, and the Warriors. oppo research. Okay. Yes, and, and we've got a few tweets to show you. Okay, let me see. Before I get let's my answer, it. let's see. It's uh, not a knock on Jason Tatum to acknowledge the simple fact that he's not yet ready to be the best player on a finalist. All of NBA history agrees with me. Hold on a second. When was this tweet sent? Uh, this was, it was July, July 10th, 2020. Yeah, well, he wasn't. Huh? He wasn't ready yet. Put that tweet back on the screen. It's something that hasn't aged well. You just, just like try oh, to wait, think wait, about wait, these wait, things Wait, 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 wait. Players 23 and under. Since 1980, best player on a final team. It was Durant, LeBron, Duncan, okay. Shaq, and Dream. No, you you we, stop we, talking we got for more a moment. for you. you all right, well, I'm going to talk about this one first. I was correct 
about Jason Tatum. This is from two years ago. He not, was not, not yet ready. But go ahead. There's five? No, no, no. Not five tweets. But I'm saying, you're saying two years. It's not like five years ago. It's only been like two seasons. I don't think. As long as it was not this season, I wasn't. Okay, let me see the next one. Okay, so this one's about Curry. Yeah. Let's get the graphic up there. Uh-huh. So, some of y'all knew here just now discovering that last season I was in awe of Steph Curry. He had me and most of and mostly everyone fooled. Okay, that first of all, there's this is totally lacking context. Second of all, this from six years ago. Six years ago. But, and she, it, but she said that he had people fooled as if like he wasn't his true self and he wasn't good. I don't know the that was and, the, and then six Put years. Put that tweet I, back on the screen as well. Actually, I want to see something about that if we can. This is from New Year's Eve. <laughs> I'm probably half in the bag. I wasn't even on TV yet, I don't think. And it's misleading of you guys to use my current avatar with these tweets. Well, you should have to use the avatar we, from the time the tweet We've got a in. really, this, this last one's excellent. Okay, let me see it. Um, if I'm KD, mm-hmm. I sign a one, and, a one and one in OKC. If we win the 2017 title, I stay. If we don't, I go join Wiggins and Cat in Minnesota and form a juggernaut. <laughs> That's that one. That's, I don't that, remember. Yeah. Great take by me. Great take by yeah, you. Great take by me. Okay. So Wiggins is with what? the Warriors. Like, hold on, hold on. My aunt, that was in. And you also said that on July 4th, probably half wasted. Let me see that one again. Oh boy. That was July. That was July of 26, July 3rd. The very next day he signed with Golden State. I was hosting for Colin when that happened. So, so here's, first of all, Katie should have listened to this advice. He, if, if this is, I, I take none Listen of this. To this the advice. answer is, yeah. So, so hear me out. Here. Okay. He chose to go to Golden State. It theoretically went as well as it possibly could have for him. They won two titles. He won two finals MVPs. He left, and to this day, he's arguing about it. He's still. <laughs> he's, oh, he clearly didn't get what he wanted. Okay. For, if he yeah. goes back to OKC, and they win the title. He would have, by definition, beaten LeBron in the finals without this super team because the Cavs were there. So he gets that. If they don't, if he goes to, to Minnesota, Andrew Wiggins is showing while he was terrible as the number one option, if he's your third or fourth option, he can be good. Carl Anthony Towns maybe would be a little more mature if he had KD take, you know, as the leader on that team. And he would have gotten all the credit in the world for those teams winning a title. Yeah. He would have never had Kyrie in his life. You know what? Great takes. That's a great take by me. I forgot I sent that. Hey, KD did a really good job at coming to the Nets and leading them to the finals this year. Well, no. Those, he, those young guys, he took them under their wing. Okay, no. With I'm, the help of Kyrie Irving. Uh, right. It, it, Kyrie wouldn't have been involved. Oh. Okay, you know what? You're not even, I, I don't mean to be rude here, but <laughs> this is like three-dimensional chess that I'm talking about here, and it's clearly going over your head. I had forgotten that tweet. Thank you for bringing it up. To answer your question, the, the biggest wrong there was Max Struess being out of bounds, but I'm not sure he was out of bounds. The second biggest wrong was me saying I was going to either go short or hit the clock, yeah, and I went long again. No, 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 we got to go. We got what? Go ahead. What? No, no, no. And, and the whole Max Struess thing yeah. about how people are saying that, oh, if he hits the three, it changes the game. I want to talk about the butterfly effect for a second. Yeah. If he hits that three, a bunch of things change. And, like, the Celtics probably would have done something differently because, you know, it's in their minds that, you know, they've hit a three. It's at this point in the game. And then they probably play differently. Of course, so, that's true. So, but that's also why they shouldn't be allowed to overturn it 
six possessions later. That you are correct that it wouldn't, you can't be like, well, the Heat were down two. If you add the three from 20 minutes earlier, they'd have been up one because they would have played defense differently down the stretch if they didn't have that big of a cushion. All that's true. But it's also why the NBA, all of a sudden, when I've never seen it happen, because this, here's what I believe would have happened Miami would have called a timeout to stop the Boston run that was going on in the third quarter if Struess's three hadn't counted. Instead, they think they've cut it to seven. All of a sudden, it's 10. Boston's at the free throw line. Now it's 12, and it's like almost out of hand. So I agree with you on the butterfly effect, but it cuts both ways. All right, now we really have to take a break. We'll be right back. Warmer, sunnier days are approaching, so fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Factor will help you meet your wellness goals just in time for summer, thanks to a vast menu of chef-crafted, never-frozen meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. These fresh meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Variety? They have that. Factor has 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Working on wellness goals? Factor has you covered with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. How do they taste? They're delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious, and delicious options. What about quality? Each Factor meal is restaurant quality with premium ingredients like filet mignon, blackened salmon, and shrimp. So start spending less time in the kitchen now because you don't have to shop, prep, cook, or clean up. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 and use code nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code nickwright50 at factormeals.com slash nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. All right, so Demonze, welcome back. And by the way, what's right with the great podcast? So I had a, I'm not going to tell you who, a colleague, not even a podcast colleague, a TV colleague, say to me, they think I'm mean. When I call you, they said I call you a doofus, that I maybe had called you an idiot once on the show. And yeah. they said that they think I'm being mean. Can I, first of all, d- do I hurt your feelings when I do that? No. I mean, no. Okay. So now that I know I don't hurt your feelings, can I now, can we add a, not a weekly, but a monthly segment? We can maybe create it of like the of how the, we've gotten to you calling me an idiot. Demonze the doofus, we could call it. <laughs> uh, and it can just be story time with Demonze. And we, here's our debut segment. Uh, can we talk about? Uh, you remember the jersey you tried to return? Hundred percent. You are you comfortable telling America that story? Um, I was I was young. So how I'm- young? I'd like to say that I was like 19 years old. Okay, I 19 sounds right. So so old enough to sign up for the military, <laughs> to uh, you know what I mean, to, to, to do a lot of things. But he, he relative, but he wasn't 12. 19 <laughs> years old. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, uh-huh. So I, uh, I, I, I feel like I just moved to New York like like a couple months previous mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. Prior and uh, 
I had first started to have like my own money. I was working at this restaurant. Yeah. And I wanted to go to this party and I had like these jerseys, but I wanted a new jersey. Wanted a new jersey. Went to go get Who a jersey. Who hasn't been there? Yeah. Um, yeah. Went to go get a new jersey from the NBA store in like Times Square or whatever. Yeah. Got the jersey, went home. Tried it on. It was too big. I didn't like it. I like my jerseys to fit me a certain way. Yeah, like, yeah. You like schmediums. Go ahead. Schmediums. All uh-huh. right, whatever. And so I go back to the NBA store to return the jersey to get a new one. And um, I'm wearing the jersey. And I'm like, you know, I want to return this jersey. I, I want to get a new one. And they're like, sorry, you know, like we can't we can't take it back from you. And I was like, no, I have the receipt. It's all good. Like, I've got it here. <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> I just got it earlier today. I'd like to get a new one. And they're like, no, sorry, we can't do it. Like, you're wearing the You're jersey. literally wearing it. And, like, to top that, it was 90 degrees outside, <laughs> and I wasn't wearing, like, my usual sweater with the jersey over it. I'm just wearing the bare jersey. No, you were, your plan was to either walk out of there shirtless <laughs> or exchange it. But at no point down there were you like, oh, boy. I am sweating profusely in this clothing item I'm trying to return. No, and the another thing is at that point in my life, I was not at all used to buying my own clothes without like my mom's supervision or like yeah. her getting supervision yeah. for me. And yeah. um and like I was just like, you know, there's no way that I shouldn't be able to return this jersey. I actually asked if I could speak to the manager. <laughs> <laughs> and um they were like, you know, like we'll go get him, but but probably- you're wearing the item. Yeah. But you're literally wearing the item. And, they, and yeah. I'm not one of those guys. So they went to get him. And like once he explained it to me, I was like, All like, right. oh, you make some soft points, sir. <laughs> makes, I don't think I have a future in retail. This is why your mom won't let you fill in at Trintage. <laughs> this is why Deanna will get the call before you. That's today's show.